IBEC, the voice of Irish business. Welcome back to IBEC Responds. In this episode, we are joined by IBEC Executive Director of Lobbying and Influence, Fergal O'Brien, and IBEC Chief Economist and Head of National Policy, Jared Brady. They share their insights into the findings of IBEC's new Better Housing, Better Business report. Welcome to another episode of IBEC Responds. Uh, I'm Jared Brady, IBEC Chief Economist, and with me is Fergal O'Brien, who's our Director of Lobbying and Influence. Uh, Fergal, can you tell us a little bit about the housing campaign that we're launching today, where it comes from, why it's so important for employers, and what we're asking for, I guess, uh, in the end? Yeah, thanks, Ger. Um It's been very clear to us, you know, for a number of years, and probably even more so over this past 12 months, that housing availability and affordability is now the single biggest constraint on the growth and expansion potential of our member companies. Um, so um, interestingly, what's become, I suppose, quite pronounced uh, in, in more recent times is this very much a national issue now. So almost every county, every city across the country, housing availability is having very significant um, hiring implications, retention implications for business. So it's significantly impacting on the economy. So as was a tradition, traditionally an issue that maybe IBEC and business wouldn't have been seen as core is now really, really significant. And we've picked this up from our conversations with members all around the country through all of our regional committees. Just, be, just around Christmas, we did CEO survey, uh, again, with our members, and 70% of CEOs were coming back and saying this was a major constraint on their business. And, and what kind of feedback, what kind of challenges? Is it mainly about housing affordability? Is it availability? Is it a mix of both? And, and is it the rental market or, or you know, just for sale? And it really is a whole mix of almost the dysfunctionality that we're seeing in, in, in the housing market. So, so many companies that would have actually probably quite high average salary levels are saying to us that new employees or existing employees that need to move home for whatever reason simply cannot get any housing in the market. And again, particularly when you go into regional cities, you know, the stock of available units is so small. So if they're bringing in specialist skills from overseas, new hires, they simply cannot establish themselves in the role. And, you know, one of the real pieces of feedback that we're getting a lot recently is people are saying to us that they have made a hiring decision Someone has actually come into temporary accommodation and they have actually left that role again because they cannot get any form of permanent accommodation. And that's not just people coming into the country, but people moving different places in the country who are turning down promotions and roles because they're not confident that they can get accommodation that's suitable and, and even suitable for their family or suitable for their stage of life, no matter what stage of life they're at because of the shortages across everything from rental to to purchase and, and affordability as well. Absolutely. So, so it's a real impact on flexibility, mobility within the labour force. And notwithstanding all the new ways of working, you know, employees still have to be on site and nature they're all some, some employees have to be on site on, on, on a full-time basis. So it's a really, really significant constraint and, and now has become a core business issue, a key social issue. And that's why IBEC wants to set about in terms of helping government to address this problem. And it's easy to see, I suppose, how that affects employees and why employers might be concerned about that. But at a business level, how does it knock into the into the workforce beyond the mobility? How big an impact does it have on ability to grow when you can't get those workers or where workers are living in accommodation that isn't the right fit for them or that 
you know, is, is, is really tough for them to afford. How, how does that knock into the ability of businesses to grow from the feedback we're getting? Like, so if you look at almost from the, the social pillar agenda of IBEC members, as so many companies would be concerned about the well-being of their employees. Um, obviously, it drives um, affordability and competitiveness pressures within companies. But crucially, we're now seeing so many companies are saying to us that they are no longer putting their hand up for new investment into their Irish sites because they know that they won't be able to deliver the headcount because the housing situation has gotten so bad. So this is a very material limiting factor on growth and expansion. And that's obviously an issue where, you know, if you don't go for investment or don't go within a group, you're trying to win an investment. And and that often is how it works. If you don't go once, that's fine. If you don't go multiple times because you're saying we don't have confidence to fill the roles, even if you did go in the future, there's a reputational risk there that really, you know, turns into something and, and calcifies in the long run that makes it harder to win projects could be a really, really damaging um, perception challenge for Ireland. And we know that particularly when it comes to mobile investment, um, foreign direct investment, it's a very competitive space. And other countries are competing with us for these roles. And if they know that Ireland is struggling to fill roles, struggling to deliver from a housing perspective, it will be used against us. So we've set out, I guess, 10 key recommendations today that kind of look at Different areas from social, affordable, cost rental, rental, you know, purchasers who are who are looking to move um, and all kinds of different areas of the housing market. And also we've looked at areas like like productivity and how to improve the, the sector itself. Um, could you run us through kind of the really high level recommendations we're making to government? And obviously in the report itself that we've released today, there's a lot more detail below that. Just to catch a couple of them, um, I think we have to do something on affordability um, because all of the cost pressures that have come through, particularly in the last couple of years in terms of supply chain problems, in terms of global inflation, and this is really now damaging the viability of, of new developments. So we got to get the cost of new homes down. We got fiscal measure proposals here around VAT, around developer contributions. We think that could take up to about 30000 off the cost to a new buyer of a 400,000 euro typical home. So we could do that overnight. So we can really act on these very, very quickly. Um, Developer financing is a really, really significant issue because of normalization of interest rates, because our traditional banking sector is no longer the the main funder of housing development. We've got to provide new sources of financing for development. And and does that come through the tax system? Does it come through the state? Or is it a kind of a mix of both that that you, you have a bigger state playing a financing role and you also have a have a tax system drawing new domestic sources? We see the huge amount of savings in Irish households to try and draw those into dealing with these issues. It's the spectacular irony of this of, of this challenge that we have with housing. Again, you know, so often we've spoken about this phenomenon of um, of private affluence and, and, and public squalor, and I think again the housing sector is a real manifestation of that. Record levels of savings sitting in Irish households, record levels of housing shortages. We've got to be able to match these two phenomena and bring about a solution with the wealth that is at our disposal. And then when we get to the sector itself, um, you know, there are challenges there in financing, as you've already said, but also in terms of areas like productivity and skills. What are we seeing about those issues, which obviously are a lot more sticky, I suppose, and difficult to, to untangle in the short run? So we've got these really short run things we can do on, on housing affordability and funding. What are we seeing about the long run kind of challenges 
to improve the sector and improve the ability of the sector to deliver in ways that it's going to have to deliver over the next 30, 40 years. Mm. And again, we've, we've really tried to distinguish within our report what can be done immediately. And, and, and some of these measures absolutely can be done uh, over the course of 2023, some of them on, on a longer term basis. If we look at the opportunity we have around modern methods of construction, for example, uh, in terms of offsite construction, uh, in terms of greater use of, of renewable products and in, 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 in terms of timber as an input to, to housing construction. So we can do a lot more by the state giving giving certainty to the construction sector that when it comes to social and affordable housing, that they will be a significant buyer of offsite construction modular homes. You can really give certainty to that sector. We can upscale it and we can support the industry from a manufacturing perspective uh, in terms of its own manufacturing excellence as well. And you're almost talking there about turning the, the challenge that we have into both a solution to the immediate challenge, but also an opportunity to build out a sector that, that is growing and, and there's growing demand for it across Europe and globally. Again, Ireland has a superb reputation when it comes to manufacturing excellence. Let's bring the knowledge, know-how and insight of that sector into solving what has become such an intractable problem in, in, in terms of our housing challenge. And a final question on, on planning. We've seen the new planning bill published, obviously a big landmark for the government in trying to deal with those planning issues, which you know we hear so much about, not just for housing, but for large infrastructure projects, for renewables, for the electricity grid, for all kinds of areas. But specifically in housing, what needs to be done? Um, and does it go beyond just the planning bill itself? Is there a, a kind of a longer reform process there? So the, the planning bill published by government, I think is really, really welcome development, something that IBEC has been very actively engaged on through the planning advisory forum. Um, we really want to see that work completed as quickly as possible, but we have to resource our entire planning system in terms of resources for onboard Planola, in terms of resources of, of local planning authorities through local government. And we have to work with the industry to try and speed up the delivery as quickly as possible and to remove unnecessary obstacles that are causing delays in terms of delivery this much needed infrastructure it can be done the planning bill is a really really significant development and now let's put the resources right across the system to make sure that things happen as quickly as possible so to sum up what you're saying right there's there's a number of things there's short-term ways to reduce costs which can be done tomorrow there's kind of medium-term issues around financing and viability which will help um you know get more houses built in the coming months and, and years and then there's these long-term issues around productivity, around planning, around uh, how we how we build and where we build it. Um, that can all be done and can be started now to to find those solutions. So it's a mix of those three together that we're setting out in, in this document. I think crucially in terms of a sentiment chair, it's about you know removing the sense of hopelessness in, in 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 terms of housing challenges because we have been dealing with this for at least half half a decade and and somewhat longer from a societal perspective. Let's start really demonstrating momentum on this now, starting in early 2023 and building for what would be a longer term strategic requirement for housing deliverability and affordability for decades to come, because we know we're going to have a strong growing population and that our housing challenges are not going to, 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 be, to be addressed in the very, very short term. Fergal O'Brien, thanks for coming on IBEC Responds. Thanks, sir. Thank you for listening to this episode of IBEC Response. For more episodes, please visit ibec.ie slash podcasts. IBEC, the voice of Irish business.